What's the gospel? Put it in a sentence. The gospel is the news that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, died for our sins. Rose again, eternally triumphant over all his enemies, so that there is now no condemnation for those who believe, but only everlasting joy. That's the gospel. Friends and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse Podcast. This is where we aim to tackle pulse raising questions regarding the Christian faith. My name is Toye Akinoso. I am your host and I am joined by MT Omini. So today's question is all about the COVID vaccine. So since its launch, we've seen kind of a culmination of a distrust in science and modern medicine, not just from the world, but also the Christian community. All it takes is a brief look on WhatsApp stories to see all these conspiracy theories spreading as to why Christians should not take this vaccine. So the question today, MT, is should Christians take the COVID vaccine? Right. So this is obviously a very important question. I should preface this by saying, of course, I'm not a medical uh, expert. And so um, I I won't offer scientific advice as much. Um, I'll speak maybe on Christian morality. I actually probably disagree a bit with the characterization of um, of of the state of affairs. I don't think we've seen mass distrust from the Christian community. I think some very loud voices um, have been spreading fake news. And let's be honest, bad news and fake news and conspiracy spreads quicker than, than the truth. I think the majority of Christians um, are peaceable, um, you know, understand that our relationship with the authorities is one that we must be tentative about, but, but the Bible commands us to listen to authorities. So so I, I think that's the case for most Christians. So I, I want to speak not to, you know, hardened uh, anti-vaxxers out there, because I don't think, one, they'll be listening to this, and two, I don't, I don't think they'll be convinced by this. However, suppose you are a Christian out there who is a tad bit worried, uh, you've seen different things online. You're wondering, should I actually take this? And what's the biblical case, I guess? Well, it's important to start by realizing that Christians historically do not believe in medical non-interventionism. Uh, Christians believe that God's given us this dominion, which we learn about in Genesis 1.26. And part of that, the extension of that, is being able to use medicine, use lots of different things on the earth to reduce suffering right and so that dominion is is is, is a god-given ability to to, to, to believers to, to christians to non-christians for that, for that matter to be able to use um uh whatever we have our, at our disposal to limit and to reduce suffering so folks who are rallying against uh the, the vaccines um, that are saying, you know, I believe in God's sovereignty. If I'm going to get the virus, then I'll get it and God will heal me if he's meant to heal me. Well, that's a bit odd, of course, because if we do what's called a reductio ad absurdum and take that uh, argument to its logical conclusion, that would mean Christians should never uh, 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 think about trying to stamp out cancer uh, or any sickness or any injury. In fact, if we catch a cold, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't take paracetamol or, or we shouldn't take 
you know, a, a cough syrup. We should just uh, sit down and, and, and uh, accept whatever uh, uh, happens to us. Of course, this is, this is foolishness. We know this is not the case because medical treatment is an extension of God's common grace. Doctors aren't at war with religion. I think we've discussed this before. Uh, instead, uh, 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 doctors are God's common grace, um, you know, to, to, to the world. And, and when I say common grace, what I mean by that is you don't have to be a Christian to receive common grace. Every time you wake up in the morning and you see the sun shining, that is common grace. And uh, the, the same thing happens when you get sick and you go into the hospital and you're, uh, the person treating you is a Hindu. You know, you, you don't go, what's going on? <laughs> it's, it's God's common grace to us. Uh, but two things uh, I think it's, uh, it's important to know about this question is, you know, one of the other things Christians have to consider is whether the, vi the vaccine is, is safe, right, and, and its efficacy. You know, to what degree does it work? Now, you can't really say anything in medicine is a fact. So I don't want to say, uh, you know, the fact is it works and, and it's going to perfectly work all the time. Of course, we've had uh, different vaccines, namely the one in Oxford that has a 95%, no, sorry, 70% efficacy, I believe, and uh, one by Pfizer in America with 95% efficacy. Now, the scientific community broadly agree about this, right? And, and so it's, it's likely to be effective because, let's be honest, we've always trusted the scientific uh, community generally when it comes to issues like this. Um, now, if you have, you know, allergies or, you know, there's, there's something in your family history uh, that makes you tentative, well, then you should be careful, of course, right? Even though we're being told the vaccine is both safe and effective, it's not a closed question. Um, you know, when it comes to medical uh, issues like this, one does have 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 to take an individual individualistic approach and, and say, well, will this work for me? Right. So with any serious sickness or disease, you often have to weigh those different things. You know, this treatment over that treatment, uh, surgery over therapy. That's something we have to do. And, and I don't think anyone should be shocked by that. Now, the last thing, and I think this is probably the more contentious part. You know, folks have spoken about, well, is the government going to mandate I have to uh, take the vaccine? Um, I, I mean, <laughs> it's a difficult one because I, I don't think the government would forcibly mandate taking of a vaccine. But there's another principle Christians should consider when it comes to this, and that is the moral principle of common good. This issue of loving your neighbor as yourselves, one of the commandments we're given. You know, most people will uh, approach the vaccination uh, thinking in self-defined terms. Stuff like, is this uh, for me? You know, I'm not taking it. I don't pose a threat to anybody. You know, I'll deal with the consequences on my own. You know, I live alone. These kind of lines people may use. However, we have to consider as well the externalities created from our actions. So there are third parties, people who cannot take the vaccine or people who don't yet have access to it that could still be infected, uh, elderly people. There's lots of other things to consider. So the common good argument we know as Christians is, is, is a Christian tradition, right? It's the, it's the second greatest commandment Jesus gives us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So generally, this principle ought to be a guiding light as we make the decision whether to take the vaccine. It's not just for us. It's also for the continuation of society. It's for the safety of other people. And I just think as we weigh up these different points, um, you know, we may be guided through wisdom. You know, but, but one thing we must not do, and I, and I should be unequivocal about this, is listen to untrained uh, 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 actors 
um, aiming to explain how the vaccine's put together, what's in it, whether it's going to work. I mean, they're, they're untrained, and you wouldn't listen to that. It kind of reminds me of when I was in university, and you'd have, I think I had a privilege once when I was doing my master's to go into a, uh, an undergrad philosophy uh, seminar um, and sit in. This is because I was about to start my PhD. And I remember sitting there and, and looking at some of the first years, um, looking at the, wor the works of Kant, and they were talking about the categorical imperative. And one of them, I remember saying, uh, just during the discussion, he was like, well, this makes no sense. Kant, Kant, Kant makes no sense. And I said, no, no, Kant makes plenty of sense. <laughs> you, you just don't understand what he's saying. And, and this is the case. If you are untrained in something, why we would listen to you, I'm not sure. So, so that's the advice I would give all Christians, to be very careful and to, to uh, stay away from, from actors that are untrained in this field. Thank you so much for that, MT. And thank you guys also at home for listening. And as always, if you have any questions you would like us to answer in future episodes, don't hesitate to send them to hello at ourgodgivenmission.com. And please do like, share, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. And as always, we'll see you next week. Thank you.